What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Thrive by Nutrition podcast. It's been a while since I put out uh, an episode on here. It's probably been a couple months, honestly. Uh, A lot has happened since then. Uh, I got married, went to Aruba, uh, and now I'm back in Ohio. I should be starting my dietetic internship pretty soon. Uh, So super excited for, you know, everything that's coming up. Uh, But, you know, today I really wanted to talk about Six easy steps you can take in order to start your own nutrition plan. Uh, So many people are motivated to build muscle, lose body fat, improve the gym performance, uh, but they have no idea, honestly, where to start. Uh, They're completely lost. They're Google searching everything. And, you know, when you Google search, you get a variety of things. Maybe you're seeing things that are telling you to go keto, cut your calories in half, eat a boiled egg diet. Try a low-carb diet. Go vegan. Uh, you're you're hearing all of these different things, and you're getting pulled in every single direction, and you really have no idea where to start, and you have no idea what the basics are, what the foundation of your plan should be. So I'm going to go through today and take you step-by-step, step, six easy steps in getting started, and how to actually implement this uh, so you can you know expedite the results that you want to get. So number one is to track your current intake. Yes. This whole entire podcast, I'm going to be referring to you, you know, trying to reach your goals by tracking your food intake. Because if you're really serious about building muscle, losing body fat, or improving your performance, you should probably be tracking. This doesn't mean that you need to track for life and track 100% of the time. But when you're first getting started, you need to start tracking your food because you're going to get so much education on, you know, what. Uh, what foods contain this nutrient, what foods contain that nutrient by tracking your food intake consistently. Um, And this, you know, this might be just a few months for some people. This might be six months, a year, a few years. And some people might be able to do this forever. Uh, But the reasoning behind tracking your food food intake isn't to do this, you know, for the rest of your life. It's to do it for enough time to where you can really, um, you know, learn a lot about nutrition, learn a lot about the composition of different foods. And that way, you know, when you get in situations where you don't want to track, you can still make educated choices. Uh, It's so hard to make educated choices um, by not tracking your food when you have no idea what nutrients different foods uh, contain. So like I said, the first step is you track your current intake. And what you want to do here is you don't want to change anything regarding your diet at all. This is honestly extremely difficult for some people uh, because you know they're motivated they're getting started they're tracking their intake and they feel pressure to you know eat low calorie food so the number is low on what it says their calories are they're pressured to you know eat low fat or something like that or low carb uh, but you want to maintain your current habits that way you get an idea of what your current habits are what got you uh, to this place that you're at right now um, And that will give you, you know, a good idea of what you need to change later on. So it gives you a very, very good starting point and brings a lot of awareness to how uh, your food eating habits are currently. Uh, And it also gives you practice on tracking your food. Like I said, when you're getting started and you really want to, you know, push your progress in the right direction because you've plateaued, you want to be tracking your food intake. And just tracking your food intake without focusing on hitting specific goals gives you a lot of practice. It's low stress. You just tell yourself, you know, it doesn't matter what these numbers are. I'm really just tracking what I'm already doing. I'm tracking what I'm already eating. 
Um, and then it also helps you build confidence. Helps you build confidence in completing small tasks. This is going to be huge going forward with your nutrition plan. Um, what we want to do is we want to build confidence that we can do this, that we can go on this journey and achieve these results. And by you know picking a very small task like that, just tracking, not aiming for anything, it helps you really build confidence uh, to you know keep on going forward, and that you can actually make these changes. Uh, one key thing here is that you really need to make sure you're using food scales and measuring tools to track your food intake, just to ensure complete accuracy. If you're, you know, if you're just starting out tracking and you think you're just going to eyeball and estimate things, uh, newsflash: so many of us, even people who have a lot of experience with tracking, you know, they aren't the greatest at estimating their food intake. They tend to underestimate what they're eating and if you're, you know, completely new to this and you don't know a whole lot about nutrition, you're probably going to be even worse at it, honestly. So you definitely need to be using food scales when you can. And, you know, food scales, I feel like people have this, uh, you know, negative mindset behind them and think it's so time consuming. But honestly, I measure out, like say if I have a bowl of cereal, I measure that out in a bowl. I put the bowl on the scale, turn it on, make sure it's teared at zero, pour the cereal in and tells me how many grams I'm having and it literally makes the whole process of pouring bowl or pouring cereal in a bowl maybe 10 seconds longer. Uh, so, you know, it might seem pretty tedious at first, but eventually as you keep on going on, it'll get really easy. And then especially if you use apps like MyFitnessPal where it'll kind of save recent items that you've had. So if let's say if you have the same um, breakfast every single day, it's going to save those items in there. So you can just click on it and it already usually has the serving size that you previously had entered in there. Uh, so it makes it, you know, really simple, convenient, and easy to use. Okay, so you tracked your intake. I recommend doing this for at least four days. I would say probably a week is better. That way you can get an idea of what your trend is, you know, during the week because a lot of times we have different eating habits during the week compared to the weekends. Um, so if you do it for the whole seven days, you get both of those um, different variables or different aspects of your nutrition and, um, you know, Make sure the week you're tracking, it's kind of a normal week for you. Don't decide to randomly track your current intake when you're on vacation and you're eating things completely different than when you've been eating. Try to do it a uh, pretty normal week. That way, like I said, you can get an idea of what your normal habits are. Okay, step number two. Once you've tracked your food intake for about a week, you have an idea of how many calories you're eating, how many grams of protein, carbs, fats, fiber, um, water, micronutrients, once you have an idea of, you know, what you're eating, then calculate your TDEE, your total daily estimated energy, or total daily energy expenditure. Uh, so this is going to tell you about how many calories you approximately burn per day. And you can use a lot of online calculators. Uh, a lot of people bash online calculators, but you know, a lot of them are pretty accurate. And honestly, no calculator is going to be 100% exact anyway. It's always just going to be an estimate. Uh, so just find one online. Uh, I the one the um, the calculation that a lot of dietitians use is Mifflin St. George. So you can look up that equation and use that. Uh, but like I said, it's just going to give you a good estimate of approximately how many calories you burn based off of your height, weight, age, uh, gender, and your physical activity level. So next thing you want to do is you want to look at that number of how many calories approximately you burn and compare that to your recorded intake. 
are you way under, way over, or are you around the same? You know, really compare those two. If you are way under, you know, maybe you need to uh, slowly start getting your intake up to there. If you're way over, maybe you need to bring your intake down. If you're around the same, you know, maybe you're like, wow, I am eating about as many calories as what I normally burn per day. Uh, so this is just, you know, in this step right here, all we're kind of doing is getting an idea of, you know, how far off we are from our estimated needs. We're not really worrying about changing anything at this point. We're just, you know, doing a little comparison of, you know, my calories are this close to what my estimated goal is. So after you do step two, step three is going to be to calculate your protein needs. So really easy calculation for protein needs for people resistance training specifically or strength training uh, is about a gram of protein per pound of body weight. That's going to be, you know, a very good ballpark for most people. Um, if you currently have a pretty high body fat percentage, uh, you might want to go down to about 0.8 grams per pound or maybe 0.7 grams per pound. Uh, since your body weight is a little skewed from the extra non-lean tissue that you're holding that doesn't really require protein. Um, so, like I said, you know, one gram per pound is going to give you a pretty good ballpark. Um, and then if you are somebody who is very, very, very lean and you're like bodybuilding competition prep almost lean, then maybe you might want to go up to 1.2 grams per pound. But most people, like I said, one gram per pound is pretty good. If you're a little under that, you're probably good too. Um, but that's just you know a pretty decent number to shoot for for most people. So how does that compare to your recorded intake? Once again, we're just comparing what our usual eating habits are like to what our estimated needs are. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people are under eating protein. If you aren't tracking your food intake, you're probably under eating protein if you are resistance training and trying to build your physique. Um, it's, you know, I'll, it's really hard to eat enough protein because one, protein is very satiating, meaning that it makes us very full. Um, and number two is, you know, the food items available to us are mainly high in carbs and fats. They're usually, um, you know, moderate in carbs and high in fats and, you know, pretty low in protein. And those are usually the cheaper foods too. The more protein you buy, uh, it's usually a little more expensive. Um, but just, you know, look at those numbers and see where you stand. See if you need to increase your protein intake. See if you need to decrease it. See if you are pretty good, you know. Just get an idea of what needs to be changed in the future. Step number four is to calculate your water intake. Uh, so an easy way to do this is to take your body weight in pounds, divide that by two. So let's say if you're 200 pounds, divide that by two is 100. And then add about 20 to 30 ounces for every hour you exercise. Uh, so let's say if you're in the gym for an hour and a half, uh, about you know five days per week, and you're 200 pounds, 200 divided by two is 100, and then you want to add about, you know, 40 to 50 ounces of water, about 150 ounces of water, so um, 128 ounces is a gallon, so a little over a gallon. And once again, what we're going to do is we're going to take that number and just compare it to our usual intake. And maybe you didn't record how many uh, ounces of water you drink, but if you... 
Um, if you didn't, you can easily kind of compare it by thinking a gallon of water is about 16 eight ounce cups. Uh, so think to yourself, you know, about how many cups of water do I really drink per day? Um, and if, you know, if your goal comes up to about 150 ounces and you don't even think you are getting even close to a gallon per day, um, then, you know, that's something to think about. Think that, you know, down the road, that's one variable that we're going to have to try to change and improve eventually in order to, you know, start meeting your needs. Step number five is to calculate your fiber recommendation. Uh, so fiber recommendations for females are about 25 grams, for males about 38 grams. Uh, but I like to use a more specific calculation, which is 14 grams per 1,000 calories that you consume. Uh, just because it's more tailored to the individual and how many calories they're eating. Um, so, you know, if you're eating extremely high calories, you can... Um, you probably want to get a little more fiber in, and then if you're eating lower calories, you might want to get a little less fiber in. Uh, so 14 grams per 1,000 calories uh, is you know, a very good estimation in my opinion, and I like that better than the generic 25 grams for females and 38 grams for males. Um, so once again, you know, it, it's like a broken record, but we're going to compare that number to your recorded intake and see you know, if I need to be adding more um, high fiber foods, which a lot of people aren't eating enough fiber, just like protein. Uh, so, you know, if you see that your fiber is way lower than what your uh, recommended intake is, maybe you need to start including more fruits and vegetables. Maybe you need to start including more whole grains in your diet. Uh, things like that, you can just have those in the back of your head when you're looking at those numbers, and that will help you, you know, make those changes going forward. Now, step number six. Once you have those five things or four things figured out, uh, you know, that's going to make up a huge, huge portion of the results that you get. If you can get those four things down, your calories, your protein, your water, and your fiber, um, while, you know, generally choosing uh, mainly higher carb foods, that way you're really fueling your performance, you know, you are going to make extremely great progress and you are going to be able to make a lot more progress than what you were making before. So just those four things. Um, but you know, those four things still can be pretty overwhelming for somebody who is just starting out. So what you need to ask yourself is how many variables is it really realistic for me to focus on right now? Uh, maybe you can only focus on calories right now. You're completely new to tracking your food intake, even just tracking your food intake um, without changing anything seemed like a hassle and seemed like a big task. So, you know, maybe you're just going to try to aim for that calorie intake and hit your calorie goal. Um, then, you know, once you do that for a week or two, then maybe you'll start focusing on calories and protein. And then you'll get your calories and protein down. And then, you know, once that doesn't seem so overwhelming after a few weeks, then, you know, maybe you'll move on to calories, protein, and water. Um, but what we want to do is we want to progress these variables or our focus on these variables in a way where you, you obviously have to use some discipline because you are changing. Anytime you change your eating habits or change any habit uh, to begin with, you need to have some discipline. But you don't want to have to use so much discipline because eventually you'll run out. Discipline is like a gas tank. And you know we only have so much to use at one time. And when, you know, you're trying to hit that calorie goal, that's taking up some of that discipline, especially if you're completely new to tracking 
Hitting that calorie goal when it's something new to you might take up that whole entire gas tank. Uh, but, you know, once you start doing that, hitting that calorie goal for a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks, it starts to develop into a habit. And the good thing about habits is once something becomes a habit, we don't really need discipline. So our tank doesn't get bigger, but we're using less discipline from that tank to complete that same task. So when you are hitting your calorie goal, you know, eventually after a few weeks, it'll be easy. You don't even have to think about it. You kind of know uh, what quantity and what foods you need to hit every single day to hit that goal without going over or under, without really thinking about it. Then it becomes a habit and then your tank, your discipline tank, just completely fills up and then you can use some of that discipline to focus on the protein intake. And then you repeat that cycle over and over and over and over where you know your calories and protein then they are just it's just supernatural to hit those every single day you know kind of what foods you have to hit without even really typing them in in my fitness pal and putting them in before you eat them to like double check um it's just kind of natural to eat protein at every single meal and have the same size meals as you were before then you know your calories and protein becomes a habit then once you get those two things down You'll be able to, you know, start manipulating your water intake and then you'll have that extra discipline for that and then so on and so on. And you'll just repeat that cycle to where you're focusing on four of these variables and then it it doesn't even, you know, seem like that hard of a task. It's all just a habit for you. Um, so that's really the way you want to progress this. You don't want to just calculate all of these things, be like, okay, I'm going to try to hit calories, protein, water, fiber, without ever tracking anything before uh, because you just won't have enough, enough discipline for it or enough energy to really focus on that all at once. Um, <clears throat> and then eventually, you know, once you get those four variables down, then you can really start honing in on the things that, you know, they, they do make a difference, but it's a much smaller difference unless you have, you know, those four variables that we just talked about down. For example, your carb to fat ratio. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, the more carbs you have, as long as you're hitting your minimum requirements for fat, uh, it's going to help fuel your performance a little more. So, you know, if you're really trying to improve your performance in the gym, you want to get those carbs up. Uh, so that's another aspect that you can focus on is, you know, giving yourself a carb target per day. Um, and that's something that you can focus on once you get those other four variables down, like I said. Meal timing is another one. Uh, meal timing you know, people always talk about it only matters what your total targets are for the day. For the day. That will make up 90% of your results. But the other 10% is going to come down to things like meal timing, carb-to-fat ratio, um, and then also some supplementation too. Uh, not a lot. You really don't need a whole lot of supplements. You don't need nearly as much as what people think. Um, and you really don't need any to make progress. But like I said, the extra, you know, maybe 5%, might be due to supplements that you can take, or maybe the extra 1%. Things like creatine monohydrate, things like fish oil, a multivitamin. Uh, those things eventually come into play, but those won't make any difference at all if you don't have carbs, uh, pro or calories, protein, water, and fiber knocked down. Uh, so you need to get the basics down first, and you have to do this at a pace that requires little stress and not a ton of discipline. So this pace is going to be different for everybody. Somebody, you know, they might 
really love working with numbers and they might really love, you know, tracking their food intake. They think it's really cool to kind of see the number of what they're hitting and um, might just really come natural to them. And, you know, maybe they don't have much else to worry about in their life, honestly. Maybe, you know, they have a really steady job. They're single. They live alone. Um, they don't have any kids or anything. They just, you know, go to work track their food intake, go to the gym, go to sleep, and repeat, basically. Obviously, with some social life in there, hopefully. <laughs> but um, And then there's other people, you know, where maybe they are married, maybe they have a few kids, maybe they have a dog, maybe they um, have to work and they have to come home and then make food for people, maybe they have to do the laundry too, maybe they have all these other tasks that they have to do to where, you know, they aren't able to increase the amount of variables they focus on at the same pace as somebody else who doesn't have as much going on. So, you know, sometimes people or new clients, uh, when we're kind of on a discovery call to see if, you know, we're a good fit for each other, they'll ask me, you know, how long does this process usually take? How long, you know, will it be until we can start focusing on protein and then the next variable? And honestly, it really depends. It's all on a case by case basis on what's going on in your life, um, what you are able to focus on, you know, how naturally tracking your food comes for you um, and basically however long it takes for that task that you need to use a lot of that discipline for becomes a habit. The faster it becomes a habit, the faster we can move on to the next thing. Uh, so, you know, I really hope that this little podcast helped you get started. Like I said, calories, protein, water, and fiber pretty much in that order are going to be you know, the four main things that you want to focus on. Then once you get those four things fo uh, focused on, honed in, and you can kind of hit that, and it's a habit for you, you know, then dig deeper and start getting into, you know, your carb to fat ratio to really improve performance. Start getting into meal timing to really improve performance and recovery. Uh, start getting into supplementation as well. Uh, like I said, not a whole lot, but, you know, things like creatine monohydrate, fish oil, uh, maybe a vitamin D supplement in the winter, um, and a multivitamin, you know, things like that can be beneficial for some people too. Uh, but you need to have the base figured out. You need to make all of these more important variables habits first and easy, you know, to hit before you move on to the next one. So hope you guys like this episode. You know, let me know if you um, have started this out yourself. You know, if you're listening to this episode, taking notes, and you're going to implement this plan. Um, if you really liked the episode, definitely give it a share, you know, screenshot you listening to it, you know, share it on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, you know, you share things, uh, share it with a friend, coworker who, you know, needs to hear this and uh, would really benefit from this because this is super important information. We have too many people focusing on the wrong things to get results and they aren't focusing on the right things. So, uh, like I said, really hope this helped. Uh, I appreciate, you know, all of your guys' support. And if you are interested in getting more direct one-on-one -on -one help with this, um, I'm going to leave a link to my one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching application uh, in the notes to this show. Um, and you could always email me at thrivebynutrition at gmail.com. And you can just email me, let me know you're interested, or just email me and let me know, you know, you have some questions on things that I talked about in the podcast, and I'd love to answer them. So uh, hope you guys liked it. Excited for the next one, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.